0: Welcome to the Fearless Presentations Podcast. I'm Doug Standard, CEO of the Leaders Institute and Fearless Presentations. And this is the podcast that helps people just like you eliminate public speaking fear and become leaders within your industry by becoming a more professional speaker and a more confident presenter. This is episode number 65. And on this episode, I'm going to cover one of the most challenging parts of a presentation, at least for most people anyway. It's where you have to introduce yourself. The self-introduction is it's critical for two really important reasons. First, if you do it really well, you can reduce your nervousness pretty dramatically, which means that if you do it very poorly, you can increase your nervousness. So you really want to know how to do this well. And then second, it's a way to make sure that your audience will actually pay, want to pay attention to your speech. So really, really pay attention to you. So the podcast is brought to you by FearlessPresentations.com. Now, I mentioned before the new year that we would be rolling out. Uh, we we were going to increase the price of the Fearless Presentations class on January 1st. But we're actually, in the, at the same time, we're rolling out an update to the class. And that update is still being beta tested. So we haven't actually increased the tuition yet. So if you register for any of our two-day classes, most likely the next two to three weeks, You'll still get it for the 2018 price. Uh, we when uh, as soon as the rollout is complete and and we have all the testing done on the new class, then the tuition is going to increase. So if you're interested in attending any of the Fearless Presentations classes, you if you want to go to one of the in-person classes anyway, uh, we have classes coming up in Washington D.C., San Antonio, Philadelphia, Chicago, Nashville, Miami. And, and Boston. Those are the ones that are coming up in the next, I think, about six weeks or so. Uh, if I didn't mention your city, just go to fearlesspresentations.com, hit the seminar schedule. Most likely, we'll have one coming up in your area within two or three months. We, we tend to do the, the classes about every three to four months. So If you didn't hear the name of your city, then there's a good chance we'll be coming fairly shortly anyway. Um, by the way, if you're interested in attending the Los Angeles class, that class is now full uh, but if you want to get on the waiting list you can still do that at fearlesspresentations.com as well uh, by the way if you really like the content of the podcast make sure and subscribe to it at on iTunes and and actually leave us a comment as well cuz that, that that is very very helpful to other people that you know to to get people to kind of listen to the podcast um right now i looked at our our statistics and we're up to we're pushing about a half million people Every single um, every single month that are listening to the the podcast, so we really appreciate all the support that we're getting out there. But heck, we want this to grow, so make sure and subscribe. Make sure and forward the the episodes that are really helpful to you. Forward that that to your friends and and those kind of things. And also take a look at our. Our fearless presentations channel on YouTube. We're starting to put out as many as dozens of shows every single month on YouTube. And it's really good content that I think you'll you'll really enjoy. So make sure and subscribe to that channel as well. So let's get on with today's podcast. So on this episode, we're going to show you how to introduce yourself before starting a presentation. So one of the most challenging parts of any presentation is really the first part. Um, If you're wondering how to introduce yourself before starting a presentation, hey, you're in good company. You know, for most of us, once we get the first few sentences out, our nervousness will actually diminish pretty significantly. So the initial self-introduction is really, really important. So if we struggle here, our nervousness will increase. And in addition, you know, the, the old adage is you never get a second chance to make a first impression. That's really, really true when you're giving a speech, when you're giving a presentation. So basically, what we're gonna cover in in this episode are it's a really simple three step process that you can use to create a really simple talk of introduction. And you can make this last. 20 seconds 30 seconds 40 seconds two minutes Uh, you can you can actually expand it out if you really want to we're going to show you the really shortened version and at the end I'll I'll give you some tips on how you can expand it out if you need to but step number one is you want to just basically just start with your name and and company or the organization that you're representing Um, the second thing that you want to do is tell your audience what problem you can solve for them and this is going to be really important and I'll, I'll kind of share that with you as we go into more detail and then the third step step number three is you want to share some type of proof, a lot of times social proof works really best, but some type of proof that you can actually solve the problem. So before we actually go and break down each one of those steps and show you how simple this really is, let's kind of give you a little bit of background about, about how to actually do one of these things. So the first thing that you want to do before you actually start to design your presentation of any type really, but especially, especially your talk of introduction, is you want to identify what your audience really wants from your presentation. Now, if you've listened to any of the of the podcasts that we've done, if you have read any blog posts on fearless presentations, you'll know that we spend a lot of time really focusing on the audience, and that's something that kind of makes the way that we design presentations a whole lot different than what you see out in the business world most often. Because most of the time, when speakers get up to present, they're like me, 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 me. This is about me. When in reality, the 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 audience have problems that they want to solve and we're hoping anyway that the information that you can provide to them will help them solve one of these problems. So before we get into the real how to of the introduction part, this introduction of the speech, right? Let's talk about the the purpose. The main purpose of the introduction is it's really has a couple purposes, but the main thing is to build rapport with your audience. And then at the same time, let them know about your credentials. Why are you the person who should be speaking on this topic? So in addition though, you also want to get the audience to really pay attention to you because the, the and this by the way, this can sometimes be a really, really difficult part of the speech because I mean really let's face it, most people who are sitting in a meeting, don't really want to be there. I don't care how good of a speaker you are most of the time when we're starting our presentations the people in the audience are going oh yeah another speaker all oh, right oh my god this meeting's running too long that kind of thing. And so you you have to keep that in mind when when you're designing your your presentations especially when you're designing the introduction like this. So if the speaker just stands up and starts bragging about how great he or she is, then that person's likely just going to turn the audience off and they'll turn the audience off right away. And so they'll they'll kind of shut down, won't listen to anything we say. So before you design your introduction, think about what your audience really wants from your presentation. Why do they want to spend their valuable time listening to you? basically they're going to ask themselves, are they really wasting their time listening to us? And, and that's what we have to ask ourselves too. Are, are they are they really wasting their time listening to our speech? Or are we going to provide them with something of valuable, something of value anyway? For instance, uh, I've got an expertise in a number of different areas. You know, For instance, I'm a, I'm a public speaking coach. I'm also a keynote speaker. I'm a best-selling author. In addition to that, though, I've got a lot of business skills as well. I'm a search engine optimization specialist. I'm really good at getting getting search or getting websites up to the top of Google and other other search engines and that kind of thing. Uh, in addition to that, I'm a pretty popular podcaster. So, with all those things, if if I were to kind of start my presentation just by giving a litany of the things that I'm good at, then most of the time the audiences are just going to listen to that statement and and go, yes, so what, you know, okay, you're big and bad. You're awesome. You're great. But you know, what's in it for me? Right? So when I start to design my self introduction, I'm likely going to focus on just the area of expertise related to the topic that I'm going to be presenting, you know, so since I'm, I'm an expert in a number of different areas, I'm going to focus on that one area that is most interesting to the audience. And, and then I'm going to answer those questions that we talked about before about that particular topic. Why does the audience care about this? Why are they paying attention to me? What thing do I have of value for them? What problem can I help them solve? And once I kind of jot down a few ideas about the, the, the process and, the, and the, the topic and how it's going to relate to the audience, now I'm ready to start to design my talk of introduction. So let's go through the step by step guide. So I, I told you before that step number one is you just want to start with your name and your company. And that, and this is the real easy part. I mean, everybody does this. Right. So you, you basically just tell your audience your name and then what your organization is. And it, by the way, if it's for for um, some organizations, let's say, for instance, that I'm I'm. I'm speaking, but I'm not representing my company, the Leaders Institute or Fearless Presentations. Maybe I'm the president of the Rotary Club or something like that. And so I'm representing the Rotary Club. Then that would be the organization that that you you kind of talk about in your talk of introduction. Whatever it is, whatever the organization is that you're representing at the time, that is, you know, who you call attention to in your, in your talk of introduction. Now, if your organization is not a well-known brand name, you might add a short kind of clarifying statement right afterwards. You know, for instance, most people outside of the training industry have never heard of the Leaders Institute. I mean, we like to think that we're, you know, a really famous brand name and everything. But in reality, if, you're, if you've are if you never been to one of our classes, if you haven't hired us to, to do one of our team building events at your company or something like that, most people just in the general public, are not going to know what the Leaders Institute is. But if I work for Amazon or Microsoft or LinkedIn or, you know, some of those well-known brand names, then I probably don't have to do a whole lot of clarification. So, like, my, for instance, my step number one would be, it would sound something like, I am Doug Standard, I'm with the Leaders Institute, which is an international leadership development company. That's it. Really short, really sweet, really easy. And then you can move right into step two at that point. So the step two is where all of that pre-work that we talked about before really comes into play. When we're thinking about the audience, what does the audience really want from our presentation? So this is the part where we're going to answer those questions that we talked about earlier. For instance, if I'm delivering a, a speech about how to deliver presentations, which is what I do quite often, I have to determine why the audience would care about the topic that I'm speaking on. So why, why do they care about delivering presentations better? What problem do they have that I can help them with? And for my audiences, that pro- the problem that I most often help them with is helping people eliminate public speaking fear. That's really my expertise, is really helping people be less nervous when they stand up to speak. So once I have that problem statement, I just add that to the introduction that I've already started and I just transition with the words, something like, I help people, right? So mine might sound like, hi, I'm Doug Standard with Leaders Institute, an international leadership development company, and I help people eliminate public speaking fear. Really easy, right? Now, if my topic happened to be, since, since I do a lot of pre- presentation types related to public speaking, maybe my topic is how to close a higher percentage of sales presentations. So now... It's more on the selling side. So if I gave that original talk of introduction that I was talking about before, where I help people eliminate public speaking fear, there's a good chance that the people in the audience that are coming to learn about closing a higher level of, of um, uh, sales presentations, they're most likely going to say, well, I'm not nervous. I don't really need to hear something from this guy. So I've got to gear my Talk of introduction toward the need or the problem that these that the folks in that audience are going to have. So if I I could alter it and I could say something like, "Hey, I'm Doug Standard. I'm with the Leaders Institute, which is an international leadership development company, and I help people design more persuasive sales presentations, more geared toward the audience that I'm that I'm speaking to." So you really, very rarely, you're going to give the same kind of general. Talk of introduction. You really want to gear the talk of introduction toward the actual audience that you're speaking to, and this is one of them, this is a real easy way to to kind of do that. So, um, by the way, um, sometimes folks will kind of hear this and they'll say, "Well, are you lying to your audience by uh, talking about your expertise?" Well, no, because I'm an expert in both of those areas, right? It's just that if I cover everything that I'm an expert in in the introduction then I'm going to bore the crap out of most people in the audience. So I just focus on the part that is most applicable to this particular audience that I'm speaking to. So step three is real. It's one of the areas where it can be a little bit more challenging. So step number three is you want to share some type of proof or social proof tends to work best by the way, that you can solve this problem. So if if I'm talking about how I can help eliminate public speaking fear, I have to prove that to the audience. So, if you And by the way, just before I jump into this in, in too much detail, if you just did steps one and two, and and the, the talk of introduction was similar to what we've done so far, that's a lot better than what you'll hear in most speeches and most presentations. So just doing steps one and two is, is going to put you head and shoulders above what most people do when they introduce themselves. However, if you add this third step, if you add step number three, you're going to gain more respect and more attention from your audience and, and without adding some type of proof, like we're talking about doing here, that you can actually solve this problem. Basically, you're just given an opinion that you're an expert. You know, so I think I'm an expert. Well, prove it. You prove to me that you're an expert. And one of the best ways to do that is with your experience. how Things that you've done in the past that can prove that you're good at this thing. So again, I mentioned before, this is kind of the tricky part. For some reason, most people... Who get to this part will tend to feel like they haven't really accomplished great things, so they will tend to diminish the great accomplishments that they do have. We see the things that we do on a day-to-day basis most often as just being normal, humdrum. Uh, anybody can do that, but in reality, if if you've done something for more than you know three, four, or five years, you're most likely more of an expert on that than most people that have ever done that thing. And so as a result, you've got a tremendous amount of expertise to, to pull from. Now, I give you, I'll give you an example. For instance, one of my early clients was a young accountant. And when I was working with him very early on, he came up with the following introduction. He says, hi, my name is Gary Gorman. I'm with Gorman Associates CPAs, and I help small businesses avoid IRS audits. Now, that was a great audience-focused attention getter because no one wants to get audited by the IRS. You know how, and but what? Once he got to that part, though, he kind of got stuck because, as an accountant, it's not like folk. You know, accounting is kind of like public speaking classes, for that matter, right? So, it's one of those things that we we don't really talk about it a lot outside of. That need, you know, so like, for instance, if I have a great CPA, it's not like I'm going to go and tell all my friends, oh, my God, this guy's the best CPA ever. It just typically doesn't come up in conversation. It's kind of like what I've said before. It's about like public speaking training, where if somebody goes to a public speaking class, a lot of times they don't want to tell people they've gone. They just want the results, right? So that's kind of the way we are with with, um, well, with where this guy was as well. So he he wasn't he was having a difficult time coming up with proofs. So basically, what I did was I just asked him a series of questions. So basically, I, I kind of turned to him and said, "Okay, Gary, how many clients do you have?" And he responded. He said about three hundred, or he said over three hundred actually. And I said, "How many small business tax returns have you processed?" And he kind of thought about it for a second. He said, "Well, I guess." a couple hundred a year for the last 15 years. And so I looked at him and I said, okay, so that's at least 3000. And he nodded. It's, it's got to be at least, at least that many. And I said, how many of your 300 clients have ever been audited, or have been audited since you've been representing them anyway, anyway? I didn't say have ever been because sometimes folks might have hired him after they'd been audited the first time, but since you've been representing them, how many have been audited? And he looked at me and he said, well, none. And I said, so that's great proof, right? If you're talking about how you help people avoid getting audited, then the fact that none of your clients has ever been audited and you've done a ton of these things is, is really solid proof. And so his talk of introduction basically sounded like this when he was finished. He said, I'm Gary Gorman. I'm with Gorman and Associates CPAs, and I help small businesses avoid IRS audits. and in, in fact, in my career, I've helped clients complete over 3,000 tax returns and not a single one has ever been audited. That's pretty good proof, right? Pretty good proof. It's the stuff that he does on a day-to-day basis. It's it was kind of normal to him, but to somebody outside of his industry, it's pretty impressive. You have those kind of things as well. So whatever it is that you do on a day-to-day basis, you've you you just have to sh- kind of show people how you're good at that thing. Just use some type of proof to show that. So for for um for my proof, for instance, like if if um if I'm talking about things that I'm I'm good at or prove that I'm good at, at helping people reduce public speaking fear I've got a number of different options and it, for instance just like Gary did I've got a bunch of clients who I have worked with over the last 20 years who will all vouch for how great I am or how great my classes are anyway so so that I mean that in and of itself is fantastic proof but in addition to that I've also published two best-selling books about public speaking. In addition to that, I've got hundreds of thousands of people who listen to my podcast every single week. So I can pick my evidence based on what I want my audience to do. And this is where it gets really fun in your talk of introduction. So if I'm, let's say, for instance, I'm speaking at a convention and I want the audience to come by my booth at the convention to purchase one of my books. My introduction might sound something like this. You know, hi, I'm Doug Standard. I'm with the Leaders Institute and International Leadership development company, and I help people eliminate public speaking fear. For instance, one of the things I, that I'm most known for is being the author of two best-selling books, Fearless Presentations and Mastering Presentations. As a result of giving that talk of introduction, now I'm planting the seed now in the in the heads of the people in the audience that, oh, wow, this guy's written some best-selling books. And then if they like what I'm saying, if they like my speech, they're like, oh, I want more of that. How can I get more of it? And he did mention that he's got books and you know, maybe he'll have a booth, right? So basically, I'm kind of playing the seed there. If I'm leading a webinar and I want the audience to purchase a seat in one of my public speaking classes, then my introduction might sound something like this. Hi, I'm Doug Standard. I'm with the Leaders Institute, an international leadership development company, and I help people eliminate public speaking fear. For instance, for the last 20 years, I've taught public speaking classes to over 20,000 people. And I I, I haven't had a single person fail to reduce their nervousness pretty significantly in just two days. So again, I'm planting the seed for what I'm wanting them to do later. If my goal is to get the audience to subscribe to my podcast then my introduction might sound like something like this. Hi, I'm Doug Standard. I'm with the Leaders Institute, an international leadership development company, and I help people eliminate public speaking fear. Now, one of the ways that I do this is with my weekly pod, podcast called Fearless Presentations that has had over 1 million downloads so far. So again, it's just social proof. I'm just providing some type of proof that what I'm that uh, that I'm an expert in that area. Now again, you don't necessarily have to have millions of people listen to a podcast. You don't necessarily have to have tens of thousands of people who have purchased something from you. Whatever it is that you do on a day to day basis is is your real proof. So uh, if we take something that's really um, simplistic, let's say for instance that. Um, that I'm going to give you a fantastic example. I'm just kind of doing this off the top of my head, but um, I have a a young lady that works for the Leaders Institute, and she came over from the retail area. And one of the things that she she kind of worked her way up from just kind of doing, um, you know, working in fast foods all the way up to being a manager of a number of different, um, restaurants and um, and the her big claim to fame was that she became what was known as a turnaround specialist in her industry. So basically, what um, what the folks in her in her industry would do, or the the regional managers would do, is put her in the worst restaurant that they had. And then have her, she'd spend a year or so with the folks there and then totally turn it from the worst. And, and a lot of times she'd, she'd be the best in the region fairly quickly. So that's kind of her specialty. So if um, if she wanted to talk about her, her proof of being an expert in that industry, all she would have to do is just give an example of one of those restaurants that she turned around very quickly. Or she could, if she's, let's say, for instance, she's, uh, let's say, let's say that she's giving a presentation on how to control food cost. She would talk about one restaurant that she worked in in at any time in her career where she was able to reduce food costs. That's it. Basically, whatever it is that we're speaking on, whatever it is that we're presenting on, we're just giving an example of that particular thing in real life. Now, I mentioned at the very, very beginning of the podcast that I was going to show you a, a real secret to kind of taking this really good talk of introduction, which is only like 15, 20 seconds or so, and turning it into something even more powerful. One of the best ways to make a fantastic talk of introduction is you kind of do the first two things where you give your name in your, in your company or your organization and then the, the problem that you you help solve. And then if you can give a specific example or story from real life about that thing that you've done, now all of a sudden it comes to life. It, it becomes very, very real in the minds of, of, the, of the audience. So... Like for instance, if I go back to that um, talk of introduction that I mentioned before, uh, where I where I mentioned how I was um, v- really effective at doing sales presentations or or persuasive presentations, then uh, my my present or my talk of introduction would sound like, Hey, I'm Doug Standard. I'm with the Leaders Institute. I'm an international. It's that's an international leadership development company. And one of the things that I do is I help people design more persuasive sales presentations." For instance, I get, I'll i give you a good example of this. we uh, I was called to, to um, help a, an organization compete to build a a, um, a building on the campus of the University of Texas down in, in Austin. And uh, when I went in to kind of coach the group, they already had a presentation that was fairly well designed, but it really wasn't focused a lot on what. The, the university was really looking for because this was a very high tech building. They spent a lot of time on the structure of the building and how they were going to make it real high- tech looking and everything and one of the questions that I asked them was I said, hey, what is this thing going to look like Is it going to look is it going to be glass and 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 aluminum and mirrors and stuff like that because if it is, it's not going to fit very well on the campus of the University of Texas, which is really a gothic type. Um, uh, university campus, and so um, what we did was we totally redesigned their presentation to make it more audience focused and they spent almost the majority of their time focusing on how to make this high tech building really fit into the structure of the university campus and they ended up just nailing that presentation so that's just an example of some one of the one of the 200 different clients that I've helped over the last 10 years get better at doing these sales presentations. So if you, as you see, that, that again, that's just elaborating a little bit more on the talk of introduction to make it more specific. And what I will do is I will pick the example that I use to make it hit home most effectively with the people that are in the audience here. So if you're going to do a, a good talk of introduction, you want to spend a little bit of time on it. You want to really make it audience focused. And again, you do those three steps. The three steps are you start with your name and company, then you tell the audience what um, what problem that you can help them solve and then share some type of social proof. If you have the opportunity to throw in a, a nice little story at the end, that can really make your talk about deduction go really, really well. So thanks a lot for being a, a part of the Fearless Presentations podcast. We'll see you next week. Subscribe to this podcast for new public speaking secrets each week.